0: share the love of God and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast show. It's so lovely to have you here wherever you are in the world listening in. If you haven't already heard, we have launched a digital magazine. It's full to the brim of awesome resource to help you in your business and it also looks beautiful. So if you would like to get your hands on that magazine all you need to do is nip over to our website, click on the magazine, pop in your details and we will send it straight to your inbox. So getting on with the podcast. I am excited for today's podcast because this has put into example of what talking to strangers and making new friends can do. It can open up awesome opportunities and just build relationships and who knows what might come of it. So on today's podcast show I'm interviewing a beautiful person who first started out in South Africa and now finds herself in the lovely Brisbane. So Mara is a business and marketing expert with 10 years of international experience, not just national, international, hello! (laughs) She lives her passion by delivering done-for-you services for business owners as well as contributing to causes she believes in through strategic consulting her ability to draw out the best in people and identify opportunities means that her community thrives beyond the bottom line which we all love Welcome to the show, Mara.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sarah-Jane.
0: So you are in Brisbane, and you were just telling me that you have been in Australia for eight years. Is that right?
1: That's right. I absolutely love Australia. Um, Yeah, originally from South Africa, and we uh, wanted to find somewhere that was similar to South Africa in all the good ways. Um, And uh, yeah, we moved to Brisbane, first go, and we love it.
0: That's awesome. So if you can kind of share with us like how did your whole bit business thing come around was it in south africa was it in australia or was it a mixture of it all and now this is the product of today take us through that story
1: sure <laughs> well it's actually it's one of those long stories um, which is fine we're cool with that yeah <laughs> owning my own business was always a dream of mine since i can remember i, I grew up in a household where my mum ran a business from home and i just grew up learning lessons from her running a business in the home and so i can say yeah i can say it's in my blood so to speak. and I fell into marketing by accident. <laughs> I wanted I knew I liked business when I was in school but I wanted to stay as, steer as far away as possible from accounting. so I picked marketing <laughs> to study at university and yeah so I finished my honors degree in South Africa. And then we actually moved to London for two years, uh, where I got some great experience um, starting out in my marketing career. And so when I moved to Brisbane, uh, I started consulting for people on the side of my job. And it was just small jobs like, you know, uh, designing brochures for people, um, designing website, doing a few Facebook ads. They were all, you know, really small campaigns that I could kind of do in the evenings on the side of my main um, career. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a really big transition for me. And I think what I learned from doing it on the side was that I, I looked back at my work and I realized that although I'd, I'd worked really hard and I was, you know, really tired, you know, working until after 12 o'clock at night, the impact that my work had on the small businesses that I was helping out wasn't actually that, that that huge. Um, I was actually having a, a much bigger impact in my mainstream um, career than I was having in these businesses. And I realized it's because I had to grow in my maturity to actually push back to the client and say, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe let's look at the full big picture of your marketing instead of just designing a brochure. And that's when I started really uh, looking at consulting full time and being more Uh, Yeah, just growing in my confidence to realize that the gifts and skills that I have, yes, I did study, but they're actually a gift from the Lord and realizing that I could have the confidence to say what the Lord was putting in my heart for businesses and um, helping them, yeah, draw, draw out the best for their business.
0: That's awesome yeah so how long have you been doing kind of your own stuff for now then
1: well I've just started this year um, full-time consulting uh and that's because I also just had my baby so it was a perfect um just a perfect moment where I'd kind of grown my business to a point where okay I, I think I can go into this full-time now and I had uh, a baby and the definite motivation to want to work from home and be in charge of the lifestyle that I wanted to live
0: and you and Hobby you were saying both work from home now.
1: Yeah, my hubby actually works uh, for an employee, but uh, luckily enough they allow him to work from home um, quite quite a lot. And it's just part of the lifestyle that we want to build for our family. I think uh, yeah, having two parents working from home, I don't think there's, you know, there's, there's just so many daily lessons that a child can learn from that and that's just part of the lifestyle we want to build for our family. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. It's good that you both get to kind of spend that time together at home. And, you know, if you want to go out for lunch and go for a walk or something, the three of you can. Like, it's a pretty nice lifestyle to be able to live. Yeah, it is. Um, when you're at home. Cool. So, right. So, you are a marketing woohooser, and we have a bunch of business owners listening to this podcast. So, we would love to pick your brain about marketing for small businesses. So you have kindly put together your top five tips uh, for small business marketing that you're going to take us through, which we really appreciate. So what's the first tip?
1: Yeah, sure. So the number one request when I get a uh, you know, call to do a quote for a client or someone who's just starting out in business, I can guarantee you the number one question I get or request I get is, uh, can you please design me a brochure or a website? And so my number one tip is to actually start with the end in mind. Um, And so nine times out of ten, when someone comes to me and tells me that they want to design a brochure, we end up actually reallocating that money to do something else because um, you have to ask yourself, why do I want to design a flyer or why do I want a website? Um, So, yeah, I just recommend people start with the end in mind of – how, you know, often when we design a brochure for someone, they don't actually even have a plan of how they're going to distribute it or the numbers they're going to print or, uh, you know, what they're going to actually do with that brochure to get um, to get customers in their business, um, so I would say that people need to start with the end in mind and draw out the sales process that you anticipate people will follow. So um, it could be a pathway of you know visiting your website um, and then uh, you know maybe downloading a resource from your website or filling in a contact form to uh, request a uh, consultation. And then it could be a sales process that you follow after that. Yeah, yeah. so my, my basic tip is start with the end in mind and have a full picture of what you're going to do with the money that you spend in marketing.
0: <laughs> That's cool. So can you take us through an example of start to finish of what um, a sequence might be that a business owner might follow? So, okay, you've got your website and... Um, you know, you've got an opt-in for something. So what might be the sequence from getting someone to that opt-in to then the sequence after they've received the opt-in? Just as an example that maybe a business can apply
1: yeah sure I'll give you I'll give my example which is probably the one that I can go into with the most detail so um, for example my audience uh, well one of my audiences is small business owners so um, what happens is people can visit my website and opt in for a web class which is full of practical tips for small business owners um, and it's really get geared to people that don't really know uh, much about marketing and they're just getting getting into it and starting to plan maybe a campaign or two, um, and after they've opted into that email, they then get a automated series of emails, um, and I recommend keeping those contact those contacts that you make with that new prospect, um, very lighthearted, very conversational. Uh, you know, you're not really trying to sell something within the first email. Um, you're just more trying to build credibility and trust. Um, I think that a lot of people uh, don't understand the buying cycle of their customers, and that's why they uh, – they Going, they get an opt-in, they try to sell to them, and then they just move on, and they don't actually follow up over the long term. Um, so, yeah, so they'll get an email, and um, part of that series, my next step in mind uh, with that email series is to actually get them to uh, book a consultation with myself, which is a one-hour free consultation where I actually I give them a template to work through um, uh, to just get to, to clarify their thinking. And um, after that consultation, that might be, you know, more than enough for them to kind of get going and do their own thing. Or they may realize that they need some help along the way and I can, um, you know, step in and start making some recommendations for their marketing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. All right. So listeners, can if you've got that sequence, so Mara's, she's got an opt-in. No website once you've opted in you can do the web class so she's given her potential clients some kind of useful resource that they can apply to their businesses and then following them up with automated emails so she doesn't have to be there physically writing the emails out which is always good saving you time and then building the relationship up with the clients with those automated emails to then finally offering them a free consultation that's awesome thanks for sharing that so what would be your tip number two
1: Right. Tip number two is something that's, you know, personal to me, but it's don't be stingy with your efforts. I so often I see people, you know, that say oh, i spent $200 on Facebook and I didn't get a customer from it. And, you know, and we kind of go through or what else did you do or, you know, what's your full strategy for Facebook? And there aren't many layers to their efforts. I learned this one a few years ago myself when, when I was working in my corporate job, uh, I was getting quite frustrated with the results that i was getting and having to answer for uh you know the numbers not really looking the way we wanted it to look and as i was walking down and I i was just like lord what's happening you know i don't understand what's happening with this campaign and i felt the lord say something like don't spread the butter on the toast so thin <laughs> just the way he speaks to me and he was saying to me don't be stingy in your efforts go all out in whatever you do and you know that kind of led me to then planning out okay well if I'm going to do this avenue I'm going to invest in it fully and do it properly and that's what I believe people should do with their marketing marketing is actually uh, for me as a Christian woman in marketing I believe that your marketing is such an indicator of your level of faith for your business because you really have to put a lot of money out there and then hope for a return. And for me, um, I just love being part of helping people to grow their businesses in marketing. But, yeah, so I believe that whatever business owners put their money towards um, when it comes to their marketing, just to be mindful and ask themselves a question Am I doing it properly? Am I giving it a good shot or is this going to be another medium or mediocre campaign that's not really going to get the results that I'm looking for?
0: Yeah. I loved how you said, you know, for Christian business owners, you know, stepping out within our marketing should be the biggest faith step and it is and it's so true and I absolutely love that statement and couldn't agree with it more because like you say well marketing is a test and error yeah thing. Exactly. So you have to put the risk out there, you have to put your money in there in it and you don't know what return on investment you're gonna get until you've tested it. Exactly. And until you've tested a few other things. So it's not a guaranteed thing. And so you literally, I mean, you have to do a bit of research and kind of know, okay, people are going to be willing to be like, is this relevant to my market and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, is that first step of, okay, God, we've made this video, or whatever it is, for example, we're going out now, <laughs> like, <laughs> take with it what you will. And you know, whatever money we put in, and whatever effort we put in, I always ask God to amplify our marketing. Yeah, um, because he can go beyond what money we put into he can go beyond what people we know, and he can amplify our steps. Um, yeah. And it is such a huge step in faith. I love it. I love that you said that so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, for me, um, you know, the Lord loves it when we get together and we, we ask other people for help in our businesses so don't expect to have all the answers for yourself um, you know so many so many times I see people say okay I want a website well they probably haven't actually planned out that website or how they're going to get traffic to that site properly but another thing that the, I see people do is they build a website themselves and um, so as business owners they've now stepped into a realm that, that they have no previous experience in um, and um, yeah they, it's, it's just not the level of excellence that's you know that we could really put into something um, to get the full maximum result out. I mean we all have to start somewhere as well. don't get me wrong about that either. but I'm saying if you have the opportunity to invest and it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a step of faith, uh, take that step of faith you know after praying about different avenues that you can go into
0: That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So what would tip number 3 be?
1: Uh tip number 3 is probably also based on a biblical principle of being diligent with what you have. So that involves to me from a marketing perspective that involves First of all, looking at your customer service and looking after your customers first. And so giving that extra detail to your level of service, giving them just excellence in the experience with you. And once you look after your customers, you'll find that your business will start growing on its own. You know, outside of marketing, the best thing that you can do is to look after your customers because they are going to be a source of continual referrals and business and ongoing Um, business for you. But part of being diligent with what you have is also to do with how you handle your marketing. So if you have an online business, you'll have a website that receives a lot of visitors to your website. And part of being diligent with what you have, a concept there is concept of remarketing. So not only do you want to pay for people to actually visit your website one time, but um actually make the most of that and be diligent with what you have by remarketing to them and having offers to people that have either visited your website or are on your email list. Yeah, make sure that you don't just waste that contact point is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. And also like you were mentioning before about building that relationship with your customer, they say the most cost effective even <laughs> way to make money is to sell to people who are already your customers which yeah is I guess what you might call an upsell or yeah. whatever the fancy name is right now but basically once you've built that relationship you've nurtured it and you're looking after them like you say you're doing excellent customer service you're going the extra mile What will actually cut down costs and get new customers is literally reselling to the customers you've got. Yeah. So if you can offer them, if you think, okay, you know, like I've done this workshop now, I need to go and find, you know, heaps more customers and do this workshop again. That might be one strategy. Yeah. But also be thinking what, what can you resell to the customers that you've just sold to? And, you know, what else can you offer them with with your services, with your products, whatever it is? And do that in an effective way through your automated emails. You know, you might be saying, hey, thanks so much for using our product. We love having you as a customer. Click this link if you are, whatever, interested in milk soap. Click this link if you prefer goat soap and then take them through to a page. You know, you're getting the idea. Like, it's good. I love it.
1: Yeah, Um, so yeah, that really works. I mean the most expensive part of marketing is making that initial contact. So why not make the most of it after that initial point of contact? That's
0: good. I know. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) All right, number four, dear lady.
1: Okay, so number four is to own your marketing platform. And this is actually something that I see often as well is that, um, you know, people start out and they um, have a Facebook page and that's the main platform that they operate their business on. And from a marketing perspective, it it may work just starting out, but um, it's not going to really give you any data that's going to help you. You're not able to really own the, the platform that you're selling on. And at the end of the day, if you break any of Facebook's rules or you know, Facebook just decides they don't like you one day, they can actually close your whole page down. So, you know, often I see especially like local businesses that they won't have their own website that they may have like a listing on, you know, a few directories and they'll have a Facebook page. My, my tip is to actually own the platform that you sell on. So, build and, and to me that means owning your own website and directing traffic to that website. So, many people get it the wrong way around. So, they'll, they'll, they'll have a website and then they'll have links to their Facebook page. And I say never direct traffic. Traffic away from your website. Always do it the other way around. Facebook is supposed to actually drive traffic to your website. It's supposed to be the other way around, and yeah. So there's a whole bunch of benefits uh, from owning your own website or the platform that you sell on. And so the first one is that you actually have data on what's working, what's not working, what pages they're visiting, the content that's working. And then the second benefit is obviously those remarketing benefits that you can actually resell to people that have either visited your website or, or they can, you can get, get them to opt into an email list, which is another way of owning your platform. And yeah, so if you have an email list of, you know, 3,000 subscribers, how much more cost effective is that in terms of getting out to 3,000 people versus trying to get to them via any other, you know, advertising means? So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially with Facebook not giving you the reach without paying anymore. If you can just get the double whammy of um, putting a Facebook ad out there, getting their email uh, address and then, you know, know that you can email them directly rather than having an extra Facebook like, but not knowing if it's going to reach or not, unless you're paying for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so many people build their strategies around, you know, getting more Facebook likes. And sure, it looks great uh, for your reputation, but it doesn't actually really benefit you in the long run.
0: No,
1: no.
0: Alrighty. So last but not least... Tip number
1: five. Sure. And this is uh, one from a true marketing geek. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Data is everything. Um, Don't guess about what's working and what's not working. Get your data right. Have standard reports that you do every single month and make sure that you put the time in. I know uh, business owners are really busy and pressed for time, but it's really important that you have a standardized system of looking at your data every single month to know exactly what's working. And there's a ton of free tools that you can use. You don't have to pay for anything really, you know, such as Google Analytics, Uh, you can get all your website data of Google Analytics, you know, Facebook, if you're doing Facebook ads, really, um, you know, at the end of every campaign, take 10 minutes to say, okay, what can I learn from you know the success or the lack of success from this campaign? And really look into your audiences, their age groups, their demographics. Um, yeah, just spend That's some cool. time looking at the data.
0: Because there's no point in putting flyers out if Instagram's working. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, you need to know what's working. Yeah,
0: <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And I love how you say data. You say it properly.
1: (laughs) There's maybe the one word I do say properly.
0: (laughs) Well, when I, sorry, random and off topic, when I first came to Australia, people kept saying data. And I was like, what is data? (laughs) Oh, you mean data. Right got it (laughs) that's funny that's cool awesome well thank you uh, for sharing those five points so just to quickly go over them we've got number one start off with the end in mind so don't just think you need a leaflet for the sake of making a leaflet look at your whole marketing campaign and kind of ask yourself what is it that uh, we're trying to achieve through what we're doing and then decide what you want to put your money into number two don't be stingy with your efforts. So if you're going to do a marketing campaign, if you're going to do a video campaign, Facebook campaign, Google Ads, whatever it is, make sure you put your everything into it and just go all out and yeah. um, and put um, a good wad of cash in if you can. Number three, <laughs> be diligent with what you do have. So be looking after your customers really well delivering great customer service and once you've paid for a lead and really be diligent with that lead you've got so be following them up with remarketing uh, reselling to the customers that you do have and just being super careful with what you're doing and resourcing what you've got really well number four own your own marketing platform so don't rely on facebook or maybe an external website provider to supply you with your website try and own what you can including your mailing list so you don't get switched off if you Facebook decide they don't like you anymore. And number five, data <laughs> is everything. So don't guess what is or isn't working. 80-20 rule people, let's focus in on the 20% that does work. Yeah. Ask the questions, get the, get the data and spend some time each month seeing what's working and what's not working. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all those tips.
1: Yeah, pleasure. I hope that that'll help some people get started and uh, start getting those creative ideas flowing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's get down to God business. Mm. At the minute, what is your Bible verse for this season and why?
1: Well, yeah, I'm very sentimental when it comes to my Bible verses just because the Lord has spoken to me personally through so many of them. But, um, yeah, so, you know, God has been, like, literally right alongside me through some pretty rough seasons in my life. And to me, the following verse is all about letting God, who is mighty in battle, into our hearts so that he can win the victory for me. Um, So the uh, verse is Psalms 24. And um, I'll actually just read it. It's more like, uh, it's more a beautiful poem than a verse. But um, it says, lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. And um, to me, whenever I read that verse, it shifts my focus from myself onto the Lord and the King of glory, the Lord mighty in battle. And it's just about dropping my woes and my burdens and just making sure that my heart is open and just you know, allowing to yeah, myself to take a deep breath and let the Lord come in and to then um, direct my life from that place.
0: That's awesome. I don't think I've ever read that verse before, so that's good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, That's awesome. Pleasure. Um, So where can our listeners find you, lady? Uh,
1: So mararoberts.com.au is my website. Uh, And uh, there's a ton of resources on there, including my own podcast. uh, I'll be interviewing Sarah Jane next. (laughs) And um, yeah, there's a ton of resources, there's a free web class and um, yeah, lots of hints and tips for people to get started on their marketing journey.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, It's been absolutely lovely to have you on here. As uh, Mara just mentioned, I am going to be on her show next. So (laughs) if you want to hear me be interviewed and the role swapped, uh, make sure you subscribe um, and you can be listening to an awesome podcast all about marketing over Mara's site. Awesome. All right, well. Thank you so much for listening, lovely listeners. I think we are a week out from opening up our intakes uh, for our membership. So if you are thinking about becoming a member, um, our doors will open in the first week of October. Not for long, mind you. So if you are interested in becoming a member, head over to our website. Make sure you get your applications in and we would love to see you in there. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.